From PQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. My name is Miranda Mellis, and I'll be reading from a collection of stories published this year by Sidebrow Press called None of This is Real. The first night on a visit to see his mother, O hardly slept on an emaciated mattress in the trough of an old sofa bed. He had dreamt of a vast construction site made of thin gray plastic rods that, like the intersecting leaves of the horsetail plant, were easily adjoined or separated. The site was porous, open to the elements. Here and there people worked, which consisted of sticking the rods together and then pulling them apart. An angry foreman told O in despair that he was the only one who knew the truth. The whole work site was a facade. His job was to hide the truth from the workers forever. O remarked to the foreman that the workers might notice for themselves, as pulling the rods apart and then sticking them back together was self-evidently meaningless. The foreman shook his head. You don't understand, he said. They wouldn't know unless I told them, and I'm hired not to. Is your job pointless too, then? O asked. No, said the foreman. I keep everything going. What would happen if you told them? O asked. I would lose my job, the foreman replied sadly, turning away. In the morning, O's mother Sonia had come upon him, standing in a curious way, with his head turned all the way to the left and tilted slightly forward. O had always been a quiet person, which his mother appreciated, but this visit he seemed to talk less than ever. What Sonia had once found a comforting quietude in her son now registered as a nameless despair. She hadn't seen him in a year, and now this, an unexpected visit, that found him drooping by the fold-out. Sonia asked O how he'd slept. He had insomnia, he said, though whale songs sometimes lulled him to sleep. Sonia found the whale songs disturbing. If they helped him sleep, they kept her awake. Their melancholy cries, like accusing ghosts, made her restless, left her up late working on her piecemeals. Sonia offered him breakfast. O came into the kitchen and sat down. She poured coffee. Gradually, O became unusually animated and talkative. He couldn't recall when he had last felt so vivid. He inquired after the Blackwater training site recently completed outside of her town. She didn't know what he was talking about. Freelance mercenaries, he said. She didn't know anything about that, she said. She thought they had built a new mall. He'd read that malls were constructed such that they could be easily converted into internment camps. Did she know about that? That sounds like conspiracy theory to me, she said, pouring him a second cup, to which he rejoined, more like conspiracy practice. The coffee tastes different, he said suddenly. She shrugged. I've switched to regular, she said. Maybe that's it. But you don't drink regular, O said. I drink regular, she said. It gives me a lift. Why didn't you tell me you switched, O asked, standing up. He walked out of the kitchen. Sonia followed and asked, what difference does it make? But what was he doing? He stood in the hallway in that discomforting way. His spine cambered. He gazed sideways at a photograph of his grandmother as he furled and swayed like a water lily 
in an invisible current. If they wanted to round everyone up, he resumed suddenly, they could sweep the malls on Black Friday. Malls are radial, he exclaimed, easily convertible to panopticons. The police could stand in the core of the mall and they could see everything, keep everyone in view and at a distance at the same time by clearing out the merchandise. Once the dream catchers, hood ornaments, shredders, tarps, plastic ivy, glue traps, proverbs, bibelots, electric fences, candelabras, sonar kits, ottomans, dog beds, bait, potpourries, pillows, varnish, and incense are removed from the shelves, the police will be able to see clear through them all, across the walkways, windows, and escalators, right through all that shatterproof glass, ever lit, and pen the consumers in their troughs. An on-and-off unit producer of Impulse Buys, Sonia shook her head disapprovingly. They're not going to round up consumers, she said, or commodity artisans. You mean factory workers, he said. They're not going to round up consumers, she repeated. And speaking of pillows, she said suddenly, I have a present for you. She brought out a small embroidered pillow decorated with a cartwheeling jester and a banner that read, Life's too mysterious. Don't take it serious. O straightened up, held the pillow in his hands, and stared. "'It takes thousands of pounds of fuel to visit you by plane,' he said. "'I made it myself,' she replied. He placed the pillow on a chair and leaned back over to sway, folded into an abrupt silence. "'I made the pillow,' Sonia repeated. "'Thank you,' O said. "'You're welcome,' she said. "'Pillows are easy. They have four sides.' And one side opens, like a room, like a stanza, O replied. Why are you standing like that? Sonia asked. This is my position, he said. What is? Sonia asked. Get into my position, he replied. Sonia put her hand out in front of her. No, I don't get it, she said. My therapist taught me how to find my position, he explained. Staring at the floor... Swinging as he listed, O proceeded to tell his mother about his therapy. He hadn't planned on telling her, but once he started, he couldn't stop. To begin with, my therapist herself had difficulty finding her position, O said, a position she could sustain in comfort. It took her a long time, but it was worth the search, or so she said, although the position she found allowed her to continue only with a few special clients, O went on, because it consisted of her lying on the floor with her knees up by her chest, which was off-putting for some people. For others, such as myself, O said, the sight of her on the floor with her knees up on her chest was encouraging. Sonia strained to comprehend. Tiara Skiro is her name. She provides something permanent, O explained, a personal position to which we can always return. You should try it, he said. Not long after they met, O's therapist, Tiara Skiro, narrated for O the inspiration for her technique. He had just finished cleaning her office when she came in unexpectedly, a bottle of wine in hand, offering him a drink. She poured and explained that her business had failed, but that it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. For years I had been removing the ground from underneath my clients, she said, but then I realized that what people really want is exactly what I was trying to subtract, a position, 
a patch of stability, a bit of personal ground in a time when actual ground is inaccessible for a variety of economic and environmental reasons, and in a time when positions, in the sense of steady employment, are scarce. I now offer customized stability through what I call path to a position TM. She outlined for O the steps by which he would, with her, find his position. She encouraged him to abandon his political despair, his doubts and misgivings. The old school believed the antidote for despair was courage, she said. But the real ante to the dote is a comforting distortion. This is what I call somatic realism. It was that day, O remembered, that he'd suddenly noticed how elegant Tiara's stiff gray dress was, the way it stood at attention around her, her sash like a soft saber. We became involved, O told his mother. She often joked about marriage. She called it the universal cult. She brought it up so often that I thought she was hinting. So I proposed. What happened, Sonia asked, after a few moments of silence. When I proposed, O went on, she withdrew into her position on the floor with her knees up to her chest, and I withdrew into mine as well as she had taught me to do, leaning as you now see me, and she said, Let us be married only to our positions. Sonia's mind wandered, ghosting in and out. After a mutually obscure pause, she declared she'd best clean up after breakfast. O swayed, recollecting the last thing Skiro had said before she broke off contact. I don't want to spend the rest of my life praising you. I prefer positions to declarations. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.